welcome to the Creating Ripples podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Zahner. I believe in the power of sharing our experiences and knowledge with others, and when we do, we are creating ripples of impact around us. Each week, get ready for intimate personal shares, honest, relatable conversations, aha moments, and so much more. This space was designed to create empowerment, inspiration, community, and provide guidance to elevate those around us. I am so excited to have you here. Get ready and let's start creating ripples. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Creating Ripples podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Zahner, and I'm so happy that you are here joining me today. Today's guest is Carly Valentine, who I, what I love about this podcast is a lot of my guests will send me new guests to have on the podcast. And so Carissa Bates, who was on a while, like months ago now, um, she introduced me to Nadia. And now she introduced me to Carly. And I'm really excited for Carly to share with all of you her story experiences. We had the opportunity to chat a little bit before. And I think you all are going to learn a lot from her and her own journey. And I'm excited for her to speak about it with all of you today. So Carly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am really excited to have you here. So we were talking a little bit before. Um, one thing that as you, as I was reading about a little bit about you with getting diagnosed with ADHD later in life, and you shared a story that you remembered from when you were in high school about, you know, an experience that you had. And I think more people are getting diagnosed with ADHD, ADD later in life. And it's really giving people this like eye-opening experience to being able to better understand themselves for a lot of things that they navigate in life that they really didn't understand. And I'm curious for you what your experience was like receiving that diagnosis and kind of what that opened up for you in life. Yeah. So the reason I went in to look for this diagnosis is basically I have a son that has a lot of medical stuff going on with him and he was diagnosed with ADHD and as he started to get older I started to see some similarities that we share and um, I never even considered that I had ADHD I think for women especially it's common that we're like a lot of people a lot of women are diagnosed later in life just because um, people tend to think of ADHD as like the hyper part like bouncing off the walls and can't sit still. And I think for a lot of women that I've talked to, it doesn't always present that way, although it can. Um, But a lot of the things that I saw in my son, I was also seeing within myself. And I thought, oh my gosh, now thinking about things and working with him and trying to help him, maybe I have that diagnosis as well. And so kind of that's what made me seek that out and look into it. And I thought by doing so, if I was diagnosed that I could not only help him, but also to kind of work on myself. And I think as a parent, sometimes our worst qualities or our uncontrolled um, issues that we have kind of rub off on our kids, whether we want them to or not. And so I wanted to kind of better myself, figure out ways to improve and in doing so, help my son as well. That's kind of what prompted the entire diagnosis to begin with. And that was just recent. I just recently um, figured that out within, it's probably been about three years or so. Um, And so that was a big start to a new part of my journey, which is writing books. I, I am a children's book author and, um, I, the blog post, I think you noted that I had a blog post about ADHD, kind of past experiences with it. Um, I was, I've always been a really hard worker. That's something that I've prided myself on, but I did have lots of learning type struggles. Like I always would get a tutor right off the bat because I just would know I would need kind of like that extra help in school um, to succeed the way I wanted to. 
And I took an AP English class and I remember I had a really rough teacher. Um, he was really, he was really smart. Um, but I struggled sometimes with reading and comprehension and remembering everything I was reading. And I remember not long into the class, he bent down beside my desk and asked me if I was sure that this was the right class for me. Are you sure you really belong here? Um, it's okay if you don't like, don't feel embarrassed. And I was really mortified because I had good grades and I felt like I was in the right spot and that I could do that. And, um, throughout the year it was kind of similar. Like he just acted like he thought I wasn't meant to be there. Maybe I wasn't smart enough or whatever, but, um, now looking back, I know some of the problems that I struggled with during that class were probably due to my ADHD. And I just didn't know that's what it was at the time. So in that way, I do think ADHD diagnoses can be helpful because you can learn certain tips and tricks and stuff like that to help you. And it can also empower you to know that, yeah, you're a little bit different, but that's okay. Like you're going to figure out a way to do it anyway. And it doesn't mean you're not smart or educated or whatever people automatically assume. It just kind of explains a different way that you can look into to figure out some troubles that you might be facing, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm curious for you when your son was diagnosed and you started to be able to get a better understanding for him. And then you were diagnosed and you're getting a better understanding for yourself. What things have shifted for you and also within what things you've shifted for your son? Because I think it is an important thing for us to be able to notice like, oh, I process things differently. I do things a little different and to be able to feel empowered in that, I think is so important. So for you with life and your journey and your experience, you know, what things have you been able to now navigate and felt more empowered and confident in because you now have this diagnosis and maybe for your son, you felt that too. Like you feel like you can more confidently help him to navigate situations as well. Yeah. So I think a lot of people kind of get in denial about, you know, labeling themselves. They don't want to label themselves. And I totally get that. But in seeking out like help for my son who was diagnosed with ADHD, I kind of got to the point where I was like, you know what, if that is something that I'm struggling with and I do have ADHD and I keep hiding it or, you know, ignoring it, what am I showing him since he is is um, essentially labeled with ADHD. And so I wanted to be able to accept it and um, in accepting it also show him, yeah, look, like I have some of the same struggles you have. Like we're both extremely emotional people. And that's a big part of it too, that I think a lot of people don't realize. A lot of my um, ADHD symptoms were playing off like anxiety. So for years, what I thought was actually anxiety, I think was ADHD, like just the constant overwhelm that often happens and um, questioning everything and internalizing everything and feeling so highly criticized, even if it's not meant to be something to criticize you. And so I think that was a huge part is um, figuring out, okay, this is what I'm struggling with. Like I need to figure out ways that I can be better for myself, better as a parent. And I can also help coach my son so that he can do better like in life. And it's in a lot of different ways. Like, I mean, various things like focus, you know, figuring out ways to focus and figuring out ways to kind of redirect yourself back to what you should be doing instead of getting off track. And, um, a lot of that worrying and overthinking. And, um, I feel like, I questioned myself a lot when I, and I still do, but I feel like now I kind of have a reason for why things are the way I, way they are in my head. And I think when I was younger, not knowing what was going on did give me a hit to my self-esteem. And so I want my son to be empowered and know that, yeah, his brain might be a little bit different, but that's okay. Like, he also has a lot of blessings at the same time with an ADHD brain. I mean, um, 
there's great things that can come from it. So I think it's all in the way we look at things and it's all in the way that we try to come up with ways to help ourselves power through maybe some of our struggles. And I think getting that diagnosis definitely helped me figure out some ways to help both me and my son in various problems that were occurring in our lives. I love what you're talking about with just feeling really empowered in navigating life and like giving yourself and your son answers. And I think it's important to note like a few of the things that you were talking about, like this internalizing, this anxiety, this criticism, worrying, overthinking and recognizing like, yes, I would say a lot of us have those feelings, but also for people to feel empowered if like maybe something does feel like, oh, I did struggle with that more than other people. And like letting others know, like from you sharing your story, that's empowering them to reach out or do some digging and see if maybe they too have ADHD. I think more people, like you said, are realizing like, more of us do have this than I think we knew, especially I've heard of a lot of people being diagnosed now later in life. And maybe it can feel scary to get a diagnosis later in life. But I think from what you're talking about, it can be so beneficial and helpful because it can kind of peel back these layers and give you some answers to things that you've been challenged by in your life. Yeah, I think that's exactly the case for sure. I think it's hard when you're first digging in and it's, it does feel kind of scary because everybody wants to kind of fit the mold and be what everybody thinks is normal, you know? So anytime that you're pulling yourself out of that normal mold and into something else, it's, it's definitely can be scary, but I think also, I do think that the world is changing to be more accepting of all that too. And I think it's a good thing because there's so many good positive attributes that occur also within ADHD. Like it's interesting because just becoming an author, I've met a lot of women actually that have been diagnosed with ADHD later in life and they're so creative, so talented. um, And it's just incredible what they come up with. Very different stuff that you would just naturally be drawn to, you know? And um, I think that's kind of the push is, it's always important to focus on your strengths, but it's also when you when you figure out what's going on with your brain or how you're different, it, it just helps you come up with ways to kind of better help yourself um, so that you figure out what you need to do to um, advance in areas that may, might be more of a struggle for you. Mm -hmm. And when you were talking about the beauty of differences and embracing our differences, and I think what you had said a little bit back was just like helping your son to realize like, this is a really beautiful thing. He can see the world in a different way. You can see the world in a different way. And recognizing that like our differences are what make us unique. They're what make us us and it's okay to be different. And when we can see the beauty in that and feel empowered to not have to fit into a certain mold, I think that really helps all of us navigating the day-to-day because when we get stuck in this idea of we're supposed to look a certain way or do things a certain way, it can feel really defeating. But the more people can learn to just like talk about the fact like, no, I'm different or I don't want to do that job or I don't want to, you know, live X, Y, and Z. And we can embrace that things that make us unique and different. I think it helps more and more of us to feel empowered to be outside of that mold. For sure. And the world would be so boring if we all just fit in that mold. Like we would never be challenged. We would never look at things in a different light. Like there's, there really are so many blessings that come from our differences. We learn so much from each other and we learn kind of different ways to look and approach different situations and tasks and all sorts of things. So Mm -hmm. I think it's a beautiful thing for sure. When we were talking before, we haven't dug into this yet on the episode, but you know, embracing differences. um, I would love for you to share about your son 
because I think that you navigating like one, you're navigating this ADHD and this diagnosis, but also there's other differences that you've had to navigate. And I would love for you to kind of open up and share with the listeners more about your son and the things that you have navigated together and as a family and how you have really been there and helped to empower him, but also others through your book writing. Yeah. So, um, I can kind of give you a little information about my son. So he, when he was born, we thought everything was medically fine with him. We had no reason to believe otherwise. And as time went on, there were just some red flags that started to pop up and around the age of 18 months, things started to get a lot heavier. Um, He started having issues like projectile vomiting. He sounded like he had croup 24 seven. We just couldn't figure out what was going on with him medically. And um, so we had to seek out different professionals and figure out what was going on. And we got sent to our local children's hospital where they suspected maybe he had like swallowed a coin or something and it was stuck or um, something was lodged possibly. And that was what was causing the croupy, barky cough and eating troubles and that kind of thing. And I remember when we were down at the children's hospital thinking, we're so blessed, like these poor kids here. I just, I felt just sick to my stomach because we were walking through the halls looking at all these little artwork drawings from all the kids that had stayed there long-term that they had framed, you know? And I remember thinking, I'm so glad that I have healthy kids and, or a healthy kid at that point, because I only had my one. But right after that, we went into a room where he had um, a barium swallow done, like an, uh, and they looked at it as esophagus. And right off the bat, the radiologist knew that there was something going on. And he suspected a specific heart defect. And I was just floored because I kind of felt like my whole world got ripped out from under me in an instant. This fake sense of security was completely gone for my little kid. And it was terrifying as a parent to go through all that because you just always think that your kid's going to be fine. And that's kind of what you hope for. I mean, even when you're pregnant, the first thing most moms say is, I don't care if I have a boy or a girl, I just want my kid to be healthy, you know? And to be honest, like, you'll, what if they aren't, <laughs> you know? Um, I didn't know my son had a heart defect until he was 18 months. And um, he's had a couple heart surgeries. He's seen numerous specialists um, for various other issues that he's had going on health-wise and his heart defect was also very rare and he got lucky in the fact that his heart functioned okay but anatomically part of his heart was wrapped around his trachea and his esophagus and strangling him and that's why he was breathing weird and couldn't swallow because his esophagus was being pinched off and his trachea was getting getting crushed so he's had those couple bit of those couple surgeries and it was a really hard thing to go through i think and it really affected both me and my husband um because when you have a child that's projectile vomiting every meal and you have to be very careful about how much you feed him and how often you feed him and what you're giving him and that kind of thing it really um hinders where you can go and what you can do and I think a lot of times when you have something happen like that, people don't know what to say and they don't know what to do. And so they kind of disappear sometimes, whether they mean to or not, just because they feel uncomfortable, you know, about how to kind of give support. And so it was very isolating. And um, my son now has made huge leaps and bounds and he's doing really well. And, um, there's just so much we take for granted, I think. Um, little things like being able to eat, breathe, swallow, like things that just happen involuntarily that you just don't think about being grateful for. And the, the, all those things, not having those perfectly easily happening 
really kind of opens your eyes to how much really does occur to have your body function in an easy, good way, you know. And so um, part of my journey to become a children's author, I, I really want to empower people with disabilities and differences. And I wrote a book called Extra Special Heart for my son. And it started out kind of like as a letter to him. I was just writing stuff down because he's kind of now to that age where he's starting to feel a little bit different and he feels unsure about that sometimes. And it was basically to let him know that he's so beautiful and so unique and all the wonderful things that I see about him. And then as I was writing it, I thought, you know what, maybe I should just publish this. I didn't think very many people would be interested in it. But it has done really well, and it's it's been a really good positive tool for, I think, a lot of families. And um, I, I get letters quite often and emails quite often that it's it was a good thing to have for their children and for their siblings of heart warriors and families, and that it was helpful. So um, that was one of the books I've written. I've started kind of working on an ADHD-geared series, too, for kids that um, helps walk them through some stuff that they might come across in kind of a light, fun way. And I have a book I just started, the first one in the series. It's called Later Said Gator. And it's all about like a procrastinating little alligator. Um, and so I'm trying to kind of incorporate those types of helpful things in my books so that kids can feel empowered if they are different and be able to kind of work through it and see the positive out of those situations. That's amazing. And I feel like everyone can benefit from remembering that your differences, like we were talking about earlier, that's what makes you, you. And I think it's really beautiful that you were able to take something that was really challenging and find a way to speak to your son, but also other children and families that are navigating a similar situation um, that you're going through, your family's going through, your son's going through, and being able to help parents have a tool to communicate to their kids is so important because sometimes it's hard to have those conversations, but in books, I feel like our kids learn so much from what they read and being able to see themselves in something that they're reading is so, so empowering. I think so too. I think it's a, a very positive thing. And I've heard from some parents that just having a book with a kid with a heart defect, like the kid automatically feels like that's them when they see it. So then they start to see themselves as somebody that's strong and brave and, and start to realize, Hey, you know what? I have gone through a lot, but look, like I'm, look how awesome I am. And I, that makes me feel really happy to hear that. And for me and for my son as well, instead of just having conversations that they don't want to hear with mom or dad, I feel like reading a fun book is a good way to open kind of that conversation and do it in like a non-annoying or threatening or lecturing or anything like that kind of way. It seems like they listen a lot better mm -hmm. in that kind of a way. So mm -hmm. I'm curious for your family, when you found out that your son had this heart defect and you mentioned that it has brought up its own challenges what was that like navigating that and how like what tools did you put into place how did you navigate that and maybe somebody listening is not or has not experienced exactly what you've experienced but I think we can agree a lot of us have challenges that come when we least expect them and it's helpful to hear how others navigate those challenges. And so for you, Carly, what did you do when you were faced with, you know, this diagnosis and really learning a new way to live and function as a family? So I cried and cried, and cried at first. It was very, very hard and very, very scary. And I don't want to underplay that because I feel like, people need to know, like, it's normal, like, feel you can feel angry, you can be frustrated, you can be upset, you can feel devastated, like, those are totally normal feelings when somebody you love gets diagnosed with anything, you know, 
Um, but you kind of have to pick up the pieces and move ahead. And that's a hard thing to do. And it was hard for me at times, for sure. It was very overwhelming. And I think that's the biggest part is just the overwhelm because suddenly you have to be like a advocate for your child that you never thought you would have to be, you know, and um, just navigating medical stuff. Like I've read more medical journals. I mean, it's insane. I probably have re read near almost every single one on his heart defect, just because when you, when you have a family member with something rare, you want to make sure that you know what you're doing and that you're not just going to just any doctor and that you're seeing a good doctor and the right doctor and that you can ask the right questions and understand what's going on so that you can help keep them safe and receiving good care. And so navigating all that was very overwhelming. And I got very anxious, very depressed, very just scared for a while. And I remember my husband who was my rock during a lot of it actually told me once, cause I just couldn't stop thinking like, what if something bad happens? Like I'm terrified to lose my child. I can't make it through this if that happened. Cause he's was everything, you know? And my husband said, instead of thinking like everything that you don't want to happen, you need to write your own story. Like you need to start writing down how you want things to go. Like, what do you want to happen? Write that down, write your own story, write down how you want this to end. And so I did, I kind of started writing stuff down, what I wanted to happen that, that you know, my son was going to get, get his surgeries. He was going to be okay. And, you know, basically what I wanted to come out of this like, and it did help me reframe my thoughts, which was the best way for me to do it because I felt like my mind would just constantly wander throughout the day to like the scary things. And by writing when that kind of thing happened, it made me refocus in a different type of way. So that was a huge help to me, just writing stuff down and journaling and figuring out, okay, yeah, there, there's always bad possibilities, but instead of thinking about that, I'm just going to start focusing on what I want this outcome to be. When you started to share about the experience and the diagnosis and being really open and vulnerable outside of your circle, because having to write those books, I'm assuming that part of that came with it of just like opening up, you know, inside of your family and what you're navigating, what you're going through, what made you feel called to do that. I know you said you started doing it for your son and then you realized maybe others needed to hear it. Was it recognizing that there are probably other families going through this or what really helped you to realize there would be power in you sharing your story with more people than just uh, your family and those close to you? So for me, I've had some, I've been blessed and met some amazing people around me. And that's probably one of the positive things that I can get out of this, you know, um, out of my son's diagnosis. There's a lot of really amazing families and people that are in the congenital heart defect community. And when my son was going through his surgeries and stuff, we met some amazing people that were just so giving, so kind, so helpful, and for no reason at all, other than they just cared, you know, they were just good people. And for example, there's nonprofits out there that send mail to, to kids going through medical issues and, um, you know, a card or a blanket or a pillowcase, or they send pajamas for the kid while they're in the hospital. And it's funny because those little things that you think would not really make that big a difference are what like gave me strength and him strength to kind of push through because it's like, oh my gosh, this complete stranger sent you this. Like, how sweet is that? And a lot of times it was people that had family members that had been affected by CHD or cancer or whatever, and they wanted to kind of give back or make somebody feel good, you know? But just um, having those simple acts of kindness was such a big part of um, being able to move forward on a day-to-day -day for me that I really felt prompted to try to do the same for others because I felt like that was such a blessing to me 
that maybe I can do stuff that will help other people. And I think um, it is scary going through all this. And like you said, even for some of the listeners that have never had anything like this happen to them, it might be hard for them to gauge it. And that's exactly why I think it's so hard to feel um, understood going through it, you know, because you just feel like it's hard to tell somebody these kind of worries when they're worrying about kind of what would normally be a normal worry for a kid of a normal age. And so by sharing my story and sharing kind of what I go through, I feel like it can help people because it shows them that they're not alone and that there's other people facing the same thing. And there's a village kind of built around that. And I think it's a very healing thing to be able to um, take something that was very hard that you went through and use it in a beneficial way to help others get through the same type of thing. And so in writing that book, that's kind of what I hope to do. When you, or what has this experience taught you? Um, well, I think it's pulled me out of my shell a lot. I've always been kind of like a shy, more introverted person, hate confrontation. And um, now I'm not really, I'm not afraid like I was before to speak up and to question if my son, if I don't like how my son's getting cared for medically or being treated, I will say something about it. And um, before I probably wouldn't have, you know, so it kind of prompted me to become a better, better person in that sense. Um, And I think it made me a lot more empathetic. I think it helped me to kind of be proud of myself more. I don't know that I would have ever sought out an ADHD diagnosis if my son wouldn't have been going through it himself. And um, so in that sense, I feel like I've become a better person for it. I wish I didn't have to go through all that (laughs) to become, you know, get those good things out of me. But I think that's how we learn a lot, you know, Um, and it's hard to see when you're in the middle of it and you're, you know, stressed and anxious and overwhelmed and terrified, but it taught me a lot of beneficial things for sure that have changed me and who I've become. I think that's important in our journeys and in challenges to give ourselves the space to have reflection and being able to hear the things that you've discovered about yourself in this journey is really beautiful because I think although it was really challenging and not something that you ever expected, you're able to still see the ways it impacted you in really wonderful ways for you to learn more about yourself, discover truly what you're capable of. And that doesn't mean that it's any easier, but you're able to still see that there are, there's like this duality to it. Like this really challenging and hard thing also presented learnings and lessons about yourself. And I think that's really incredible to be able to hear the things that you've taken away out of this experience and this um, diagnosis that you're navigating. Thank you. I, I, um, I, I just in meeting other heart families and people that have gone through hard things and overcame, I, I think it's amazing to listen to their stories. We all have different stories to tell. And I think that's another thing that's good about going through these hard things and sharing because you learn so much just listening to other people's stories and it's kind of like you think okay if somebody got through that I can get through this too you know it's possible and it just helps you to kind of be encouraged to keep fighting and not give up and and try to be as strong as you can and continue the the journey basically totally has this shifted your mindset around how you approach and live your life Yeah, I think, um, I mean, in a way, I don't get as anxious about silly or things that I would decide were silly these days, because it's like, I told my son um, just the other day, like when he gets nervous or anxious about something, I'm like, um, 
think about all you've done and what you've gone through and what, and you know, the challenges you've faced and how you've pulled through from those, like, how does that make you feel? Like, do you just feel like you can accomplish anything now? Because I mean, not many kids can say I've had two heart surgeries and I've had numerous medical struggles and, um, he has, he has these little beads of courage that he's gotten from all his medical appointments. And it's insane to look, look at the number of beads that are on his, his string that he has been gifted for going through all these different things. But like, even though those things were hard to go through, it's empowering for him to know that he did it and he pulled through and he got through them. And even though he was scared and it was hard, like he got through it and he's, he's amazing he's he's not only got through it but he's become an amazing kid an amazing person and in the same sense like for my family I feel the same like I feel like if we can get through really hard things like that we can get through anything you know if we just try hard enough and and work on things so I think it's empowering to know when you've gotten through something hard and you can overcome and prevail that you can get through just about anything it is a really good reminder of hard things are a part of life and we don't always know what the hard things are that we're going to have to be faced with and challenged with but when we can allow ourselves to move through those hard things um, we really do learn a lot about ourselves and I think it gives us a new perspective a new understanding it shows us that wow, there are a lot of people going through a lot of hard things all the time that we sometimes know nothing about. And we may never know exactly the experiences that that person feels like. I may never know exactly what you've gone through, but being able to listen to your story, I'm able to hear and have empathy and understand that that was a challenging thing to be able to, not to be able to, but to go to the doctor and hear this diagnosis and you allowed yourself the space to feel the feelings. And I think that's a really important thing. And for you to also be able to now see that hard things do teach us things and hard things also show us that we really are capable of navigating situations as they arise. It doesn't make them any easier, but it reminds us that we're capable. And I I found that in moments that are challenging and hard, and sometimes I don't want to have to go through them, but once I do, that when I get through them, I learn, okay, I did that hard thing. It was not easy. It pushed me, it challenged me, it wore me down. But here I am, I'm on the other side. I've learned a lot about myself and I'm gonna take this information with me as I continue on this journey of life. And when the next challenge is something that I have to face, I can reflect back on that experience to remind myself, okay, you did that hard thing. And you can do this hard thing, even though we might not want to do it. It gives us a little bit more hope and a little bit more strength to navigate those situations. I think so too. And and it's, you just never know like what part of what you're giving or what part of your experience is going to touch someone in a, in a, a special way. Like even my, even after publishing my book, I kind of felt like, is this, Like, should I do this? But then I just thought, you know what, if it even helps one kid or one family, I feel like it's worth it. So I just put it out there. And I even had a family that I had gifted my book to send me a picture because their their little heart warrior had passed away and they read it together as a family, right, right, with him in the hospital before he died. And I just thought just to be a part of somebody's comfort is just unbelievable, you know, in such a hard time of grief. It's just, I mean, I just felt sad for that family, but I also felt so just honored that they would spend time reading their book or reading a book that I wrote with their heart warrior, you know, in the last moments together. And I just thought, I almost didn't even write this, you know, like, So I think it's so important that we don't question what we want or what we feel we should put out into the world because of that, because you just never know what is going to touch somebody and what is going to really resonate with somebody that you are giving to the world. 
That's really beautiful. And I was, I'm like very emotional right now, listening to just everything that you're sharing. Cause I think one, I have little kids, so it's like very hard to like hear other parents share challenges that they've gone through because it is exactly what you're talking about where you're like, I hope I have a healthy kid and you don't know, you never know. And I think like on the flip side, I'm now at an age where like I have friends whose parents are getting diagnosed with things. And it's like you, at the end of the day, you want your family to be healthy, but you never know what's going to happen. And you never know when you're going to get new life altering news. But I think getting to hear your story is like very empowering of like, you're very honest of how challenging it was. And I'm sure it continues to be but it gives others hope that when we are faced with these challenging times that like we can make it through and it's really wonderful what you're doing. And I absolutely love what you said of not questioning the things that you want or what is on your heart. It's on your heart for a reason. So share it with the world, because like you said, you never know who it's going to touch and I just think that's like such a great reminder because truly like putting it out there and having one person impacted by that thing that you chose to do, you really don't know the impact that it will have for that person or that family or that couple, whoever it was that needed to hear that um, thing that you put out into the world. Yeah. And I, I mean, just having the people touch me in my life, uh, I, I'm sure when they did those little things that they did, they didn't, they didn't really know, you know, how much it would mean to me. And so I think that's such an important thing to remember is that you just don't know what other people are going through. You don't know what, you know, kind thing, what one little teeny itsy bitsy thing that could mean that really not a whole lot to you, but you just do it to do it. Sometimes that's like the thing that changes somebody's whole life. And I just think it's amazing to be able to benefit others in a positive way like that, especially if you can pull something positive from a hard situation and change somebody's life for the better, even in a small step to that better, you know, it just, um, it makes it worth it. I think for sure to share and to help others and to do little kind acts of goodness. <laughs> it just kind of pushes you along and um, makes you realize that we're all more connected than we even thought. Like little, a little thing can make such a positive change in somebody. So it's a very awesome, amazing thing. I think when you start to think about all that and how we're all connected and how one little one, I mean, this is like the perfect creating ripples, you know, one little ripple can just cause this insane, amazing effect. So I think that's a, a really wonderful way to think about things. Mm -hmm. The other thing that you had talked about that I think is really important to note is gratitude and having gratitude for just the simplest things in life is so important. We were actually talking about this last night in the sober group that I co-lead where it's really easy to compare to others and to feel like, well, I don't have that or all these things. But when we're able to like step back and really just like appreciate the things that we have in life, the smallest of things like I got to have a hot cup of coffee this morning and I'm grateful for that. Like the things that truly do shift how we feel and they can be so small, like literally having a warm cup of coffee in the morning makes like lights me up and energizes me or like after a workout, just like the feeling of like accomplishment, like being grateful for that. And it's like, those are things that I could easily just like brush off or I can take a moment to like really appreciate them. And gratitude like really does unlock like this like fullness and beauty of life. But if we are just like, go, 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 we're not allowing ourselves to fully appreciate all of the things that we are surrounded with. And when you started to make this like, okay, I am going to appreciate 
the little things. I am going to have gratitude for the little things. Like what types of experiences, like what did that open up for you? Because I really think gratitude when we start to think about gratitude and gratefulness every single day, it shifts everything for us. Yeah, for sure. And I I do think gratitude is a huge, important thing to remember for sure. Uh, Just by stating that you're grateful or stating that you have something good in your life, I feel like your whole mind your whole mindset shifts so that you can find other things that you're grateful for. And um, like just the other day, like my son was on thickened liquids for a long time because he had to have it um, to protect his airway when he was swallowing. And so it was a huge, it was a huge burden and it was disgusting to be quite honest because he couldn't just drink water. He had to have this gel stuff put in every drink that he drank And we thickened his liquids from about, well, right after he was diagnosed, probably a little after 18 months up until almost he was seven years old, every, every drink. And, um, it's been a few years since he's had that. And just the other day when I was cleaning, I found a a Ziploc baggie full of his thickener packets. And I just thought, wow, like. I'm so grateful, like we've passed that hurdle. And if I would have gotten stuck in a mindset where I'm still comparing him to others, I might have missed that moment of gratitude. But I feel like it's so important to be grateful instead of um, instead of comparing, we look at how we're growing in as individuals, what we've overcome, how are we getting better? How are we improving? Um, and all the leaps and bounds that are being made just as individuals. And I think once you start doing that, you will become more grateful as a parent, as an individual, um, as a family, because it changes how you're looking at things. Because for me, it's all about, are things getting better? And if they are, that's wonderful, you know, and it's all going to happen at different timing. It might happen quicker for others. It might happen slower. But if you can look back and say, look at what we've accomplished or look at at how much better things are now. Like it's just such a a wonderful way to approach that whole lesson of gratitude because you can really start to see that things are getting better and that there are things are that you should be grateful for. And you start to see more beauty in life, I think. Yeah. Gratitude is, it's hard, right? When we're having like the low days and the hard days, it's really hard to tap into that energy sometimes. And that's okay. Sometimes we have days where we just need to let ourselves feel the feels, but also being able to be honest with ourselves that there are a lot of things in life to be grateful for. And I love this perspective that you're talking about of recognizing that Yes, there are challenges right now, but like looking back on where you were to where you are today, I think can really allow us to see like, wow, I made it through that. And I'm grateful to like be here today in this moment where I'm not navigating that same situation. And now we're here and seeing the growth and the progress and the changes and the evolutions, like recognizing that because sometimes it can be really easy to feel like, no progress has been made. Nothing's changed. But when we like pause for a second, like look back at where we were to where we are today, that in itself can be like a really freeing experience and just give us a lot of gratitude for the moment that we're in today. Even if it's not where we want to be, even if it's not where we thought we would be like just reflecting on like where we started to where we are can be another great way to experience and express gratitude. Definitely. And I think that it's so much easier to do when you start to look back, like you said, and realize where you've come from and how different things have changed, even if it didn't seem like while you were in it, like you might have felt like things were moving like a turtle speed or not moving at all. But like you said, just looking back and reflecting and being able to see that progress is just such a wonderful thing for sure. Carly, I've really appreciated getting to talk with you and learn from you. And I have one more question. 
that I would love for you to answer. And it is, what is the ripple that you want to create? The ripple that I want to create would be to continue to try to empower others that do feel different or are going through kind of like a disability type journey and um, help them in some way. I hope to um, keep writing books and hopefully keep helping kids with my books um, feel that they are special and are unique and find ways to continue to grow as individuals as well. And um, I hope that in doing that, that my kids will follow in my footsteps and want to do the same and want to help others and lead with their hearts and do positive things for the world and people around us. That's amazing. And I cannot wait to see and hear about hopefully more of the families and the lives and the children who you impact through your book writing, because yes, that one family shared their experience with you, but I hope that you know that you're impacting more people than you will probably ever know. And so I love that you're writing stories for kids, but know that like they impact the parents reading them to their kids just as much. And it can impact an entire family. Like when we do bedtime and we're reading different books together, like I pick out books that I think are going to help to empower my kids. And one of our favorite books is for my daughter is all about like women that are doing things that have not been done before by women. And it's like children's books impact every single person that is reading, not just the kids. And so you really are making a big impact. And I hope that you realize that. Thank you. You too. (laughs) This has been amazing. Everyone, please, please, please um, connect with Carly. Carly, where can everybody find you and where can they find your books? So if you want to get in touch with me, you can go on my website. Um, It's www.carly. C-A-R-L-I, valentine.com. And my books are sold on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, various retailers. If you just search my name, just make sure you put an I at the end uh, and no E. (laughs) And I will link all of this as well um, for her book and her website so that you can connect. And, And that is all I have. You guys, please go check her book out. And if you have not yet for the podcast, please leave a rating and review so we can continue to reach more people. And until next time, let's go out and start creating ripples. 